Cape Talk. A world view from London. John Adley, I hope you, uh, ap- uh, you accept my apologies. It's not <laughs> often that I have Candace Bushnell and I'm making a drinks in studio, but thank you so much. But let's move on to Armenia <laughs> as we, uh, as we make the sick. <laughs> yeah, what a segue. Eh? Um, yeah, I'm very jealous as well. It sounds, it sounds like a lo- lovely drink. Uh, big Sex and the City fan as well. Oh. So I think, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, the world, I think, is watching what's happening in, in this mountainous region in the South Caucasus. We're talking about uh, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, of course, um, recognised internationally as part of Azerbaijan, but controlled by ethnic Armenians for three decades. No longer. We've got this growing stream of ethnic Armenian refugees fleeing Nagorno-Karabakh following Azerbaijan's seizure of the uh, disputed region last week. And the Armenian Prime Minister, Nikol Pashinyan, says the ethnic cleansing of Armenians is underway. And um, we've got the International Red Cross there stepping up their efforts to cope with thousands of ethnic Al- Armenians who are fleeing. You can see um, long lines of traffic along the road to Armenia, the reports of chaotic scenes at the registration point just across the border. And in Karabakh's main city, Stepanakert, there are reports of casualties. There's been an explosion at a petrol station. Azerbaijan's president, Ilyam Aliyev, is promising that the rights of Karabakh Armenians will be guaranteed. But, you know, many just simply don't believe that. There are refugees being processed who said they wouldn't feel safe under Azerbaijani rule and they'd never expect to be able to return home. That's what they're saying. And David Babayan, now he's an advisor to Nagorno-Karabakh's ethnic Armenian leader, Sandel Sharamanian. He says that he expects almost everyone to leave and he says the fate of our poor people will go down in history as a disgrace and a shame for the Armenian people and for the whole civilised world. So, yeah, lots of concern about what's going on there. And then police officially open an inquiry, not charges, but an inquiry into sexual offence allegations connected to Russell Brand. That's it. Yeah, this follows those claims I think we've all seen in the newspapers. And there's that Channel 4 TV documentary dispatches in which four women accused Brand of sexual assaults and rape. One woman said she was sexually assaulted when they were in a relationship that she was just 16 years old. Another says Brand raped her in his home in Los Angeles. Now, Russell Brand strongly denies all the allegations against him. But what we've had now is a real clear sign that a formal police investigation is underway. Police don't name Russell Brand, but the Metropolitan Police say they've received a number of allegations of sexual offences in London and elsewhere in the country. Uh, It says there have been no arrests, but Detective uh, Superintendent Andy Furphy says, we continue to encourage anyone who believes they may have been a victim of a sexual offence, no matter how long ago it was, to get in touch. As I say, Russell Brand denies the allegations against him. He's taken to social media, after this uh, Met statement, um, a live video stream on video platform Rumble, and Brand doesn't actually address the police statement or the allegations uh, against him. But but what he does say, and it seems to be you know a pop at the, at the mainstream media, he says there was an apparent concerted effort between the legacy media, as he calls it, and the state to silence independent voices. So anyway, we'll see what comes of that police investigation now underway. And then and then finally, scientists predict the end of life on earth yes that's a bit of a downer isn't it for five to eight on a tuesday morning what they're saying is extreme heat is likely to make all mammals extinct in around 250 million years time this is according to the first supercomputer climate modeling projections 
for the very distant future. This research has been carried out here in the UK by the University of Bristol, and it forecasts a significant rise in CO2 levels, the sun becoming brighter, tectonic movements, it says, will cause the Earth's continents to merge into one hot, dry, uninhabitable supercontinent. Bear in mind, we are talking millions of years ahead, but nevertheless, they're, they're trying to tell us it's a clear and present danger that we need to address now, um, and we've got to tackle Climate change, we all know about that. It's an issue for every country. And a quick mention uh, for France here, because President Emmanuel Macron has just been talking about this particular subject, saying that four years from now, France will have closed its last coal-fired power stations. It's going to produce a million electric cars a year. There'll be a national programme in France for the cheap leasing of electric cars. And a billion trees will be planted in France by 2030. So, you know, every country is doing its bit. As R.E.M. says, it's the end of the world as we know it. John Adley, back with us tomorrow with The Worldview. Really appreciate your time.